Hello and welcome to Rasslin' Memories on Pioneer 90.1 FM, KSRQ, online at radionorthland.org. I'm Glenn Broggett, along with my co-host, way down there deep in the heart of Texas, the grizzled vet Mike McCurdy. And uh, Mike, I- I've noticed you've got a new uh, grizzled vet logo going on. What is there merch on the way? You got, you're selling sweatpants on the side? What's up, my friend? Uh, no, 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 no sweatpants. I have stickers coming, though. Stickers. I have stickers. No, the name has kind of taken on kind of a life of its own. I use it for Offshoots TV. I've used it on other, you know, so I'm just kind of rolling with it. It's how okay. people recognize me now as far as radio shows, podcasts, and things like that go. So in some odd way, I've kind of become my own, like, celebrity figure I'm not sure how, but I'm just, I just thought I'd have a little fun with it. Oh, well, like I said, I saw it up there looking good, and uh, yeah, what the heck? Run with it. It's, it's a name that is working for you. Uh, glad to be back again with another <laughs> edition. Go. Glad to be back with another edition of Rasslin' Memories uh, with you here, uh, and we've, we've got some good stuff today, boy. We're going to go, you know, Mike, we've, we've talked with some uh, wrestlers and promoters down near your neck of the woods in the great state of Texas. Well, this time around, we get to kind of uh, switch uh, roles, I guess, switch geographical locations, uh, because I've got a guest on who's got a oh man him and he's put together him and a couple of his associates a really great wrestling company up here in the last couple of years that it just seems to be getting more traction and momentum as uh, the months have moved on having these great shows bringing in uh, an assortment of uh, legends and some up and coming stars and also uh, t- uh, also taking prime advantage of bringing in some well homegrown talent from from uh, down there in the uh, southern part of the state or in the whole state in general. We're going to talk about all of those different things uh, with our guest today from Midwest All-Star Wrestling. It's so great to have him on. It's been a while. I've been watching what he's been doing online. I've been, been impressed with what's been going on with this company. David Amatrano, uh, Trano, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Glenn. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's so good to finally have you on. I've been reading up and, and seeing so many of the pictures, uh, David, uh, of, of, of your company and, and, and how much it's been growing. And just before we got turned on the microphone to record the show today, uh, we were talking about uh, one of the, another show that you, you guys have booked uh, set for uh, up there in the Lake of the Woods area. So I kind of joked to say you're getting a little bit closer and closer to Thief River Falls, which isn't a bad thing at all. But you talked about what the connection is uh, to Lake of the Woods with you and how important it and, and just how special it is to be able to to bring a show up there. Tell us a little bit about that show. Yeah, so I'm originally from Ely, Minnesota. And, um, you know, being born and raised up there, I did a lot of fishing on Lake of the Woods and in the Boundary Waters. And um, I just happened to get a call from a couple of people that uh, follow uh, Midwest All-Star Wrestling back in January. And they said, you know, would you be interested in, in making a trek up north and putting on a show for our fair? And I said, yeah, I certainly would. And, you know, we we uh, made it work, and we're going to be at the uh, Lake of the Woods Fair on July 15th. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, a, a big, you're bringing up a, a pretty big name, kind of a popular uh, Midwest star. He's been uh, in some major uh, promotions as well. And I, I bring him up because you guys are also, Midwest All-Star Wrestling is uh, in... And kind of have a kind of agreement and arrangement as far as uh, training some of the wrestlers of today and tomorrow. Let's talk about uh, this, this Ken Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Talk about him, and he's going to be, uh, apparently, according to the poster, he's going to be up there. But talk about the relationship that you've established with Ken because
because Ken has, for the last couple of years, been training some wrestlers at the Academy, and some of the guys and gals who have been through the Academy, you've been seeing on AEW and ROH and various promotions. So uh, it's really good to have a guy like that and to be involved and have some sort of arrangement with Ken. Yeah, yeah. So Ken has been, um, you know, he's he's a great guy. We've been working with him for the for the last two and a half years now, and um, he's going to come up to Lake of the Woods, and he'll be in action for that event. Um, and we're also working with him now that the um, got the new uh, uh, school, a professional um, wrestling school, back up and running at the Element Boxing Gym in St. Paul. Um, we work with Ken and his students where. You know, the, the students that are signing up at the school, they go to the school for six to eight months. And, and when uh, uh, Ken gives the green light that they're good for a match, we give them a, a home spot here at MAW to uh, debut in. And it's been very successful with some other people that have debuted for MAW. Um, Julia Hart, mm-hmm. uh, she debuted with us once Ken gave her the green light, and now she's an active member on the AEW roster. Mm-hmm. Along with uh, Dante Martin, too. I mean, that kid is just all over the yeah. place. I mean, watching him just the other night, uh, well, we'll talk about somebody with a lot of upside, both him and his brother, once his brother gets back from an, a recent uh, health setback. Those guys can have really, really been lighting it up uh, on a national stage, and it's so great that uh, we have uh, a, a tie to them here in this great pro wrestling state of Minnesota. Yeah, they are. They're very uh, phenomenal athletes for their, their young age, and it's, it's very exciting to watch them um, uh, from where they started to where they're now, it's it's nice to see, um, you know, local local people making it big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, now before we get into uh, the story of Midwest All Star Wrestling, I want to get a little bit of background information on yourself uh, and uh, how pro wrestling kind of came into your life because we all have when we talk to uh, wrestlers on the show we always ask you know when did pro wrestling come into your life and how did it affect you and who did you watch who did you like let's talk about you when did pro wrestling come into your your life and and talk about a little bit of your upbringing too yeah so um you know as a kid being born and raised in ely i was you know watched watched awa as a kid and wwf you know as a kid so everyone knew who hulk hogan was and the ultimate warrior um but the way I got involved with Midwest All-Star Wrestling, it's it's pretty interesting. Um, so my daytime job, I am the financial director and human resources director for Women of Nations Eagles Nest Shelter, which is a Native American uh, nonprofit domestic violence shelter for women and children in St. Paul. Um, I've been there for 10 years now, and uh, back in 2018, January of uh, 2018, I was sitting at my desk. I got a call from my business partner, Eli, who's, who, you know, who's my business partner now. And he called me up and told me, you know, he was Midwest All-Star Wrestling and he had heard about the shelter through a little um, uh, documentary that CBS um, down here did about us and that he'd like to give back and do a fundraiser uh, for victims of domestic violence and raise funds for it. Um, my initial reaction when I talked to Eli, as I said, there was no way in heck that I was going to do pro wrestling with domestic violence. I just, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't seem to go together for me. Um, but, you know, as time went on, he was, he was pretty persistent. And for about three months, he'd call me at least once a week. And uh, finally, in the uh, beginning of March, he called me on a good day. We had a board meeting. And I said, you know, you want to, 
come in and present to the board of directors. They ultimately have the say on whether they want to do this or not. So he came in and they decided, you know, we'll give it a shot. It's something new. Um, it's, you know, our traditional fundraisers have always been like a 5K or a silent auction. So they wanted to try something different. April 14th, or excuse me, April 18th of 2018, they did the uh, Women and Nations Grand Slam at the Minneapolis American Indian Center um, and didn't know anything about wrestling or how it was set up going into it. Well, uh, that event ended up raising $10,000 wow. for the shelter and uh, biggest fundraiser ever in the history of the, the shelter being open. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, during that time, Eli and I became good friends, and he offered me to come on as, as owner of the company. And it was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was kind of a gamble I took, not knowing, you know, not knowing what to do. And my background, I was a regional sales director for GNC for about seven years before I took on the shelter. Um, so I knew I had the sales background and I could sell the products because um, I knew we had a good product. So I said, yeah, I would do it. Um, a couple of weeks later, I'm sitting at the, the my office there, and I get a call from Joe Laranitis, the road warrior animal. Mm-hmm. He calls me, and uh, he was in town, and he wanted to go out for lunch, so I wasn't going to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, went out for lunch with him, and he said, you know, that that uh, uh, Grand Slam fundraiser that you did, you really got something special here. He said, I'd like to um, see you progress with this and offer my services and connections with other WWE legends and talents that he had connections with to grow it. So, you know, I took him up on his offer and he, uh, you know, he put me in contact with everyone that he knew. And I went down to his place at St. Louis for a weekend. And, um, yeah, he was part of the second one, the second grand slam. And that was a huge success. And we raised $25,000 for the shelter. And ever since then, it just kind of catapulted us to, doing all these different shows i have people people calling me all the time for a show i mean uh, you know you mentioned that we have a lot of shows this summer i have about i have about 15 more shows this summer that haven't even been announced oh Um, that's impressive it's it's insane it's been it's been wonderful and and also a a big thing that we pride ourselves on is we're a native american uh, based company so i do a lot for you know my local tribe and and uh, uh, people in our community. So we do a lot of giving back and doing fundraisers and free events for people, and it's been very successful. Mm-hmm. And to have that that outreach is always always so important, especially with with, with native activities. And uh, you you brought up the yep. uh, the Indian Center. I just I, I guess we can bring up a mutual connection. Uh, a guy that appeared at one of your recent shows, who was a friend of the program, uh, who was uh, a, a big part of the. Um, pro wrestling scene in the Twin Cities in the late 80s and the early 90s. Thunderblood Charlie Norris. Uh, you guys have done a little bit of uh, in-ring stuff, or he's done a little in-ring, in-ring announcing or, or waving for you. So what do you think uh, about Charlie? Because back in the day, he was kind of the uh, the idol uh, as far as the natives and, and, and see who followed him and uh, at those big events uh, at, at the uh, Indian Center. Yeah, Charlie, I, um, I was finally fortunate enough to meet Charlie this past January. I heard about Charlie for a long time, but our paths never connected. Well, I finally met him um, back in January when we did our, our super show with another promotion down here called Steel Domain. Mm-hmm. Um, he put me, um, I finally got to meet him through another 
mutual friend by the name of Eddie Sharkey, the trainer of champions. Um, Eddie has been uh, with us since uh, the, the Road Warrior Animal Show, and you know he's been influential on, on different things that we've been doing. But um, getting back to Charlie, it's it's been a blessing to meet Charlie um, since January. I don't I don't remember a time that I haven't at least talked to Charlie at least once a week on things and being able to pick his brain about you know the time he was in wrestling and what works and what doesn't and great guy to have in your corner and a great guy to have at your shows oh yeah charlie's a very very good cool dude and you just mentioned you did a super show with uh steel domain wrestling uh what has it been like i mean you're in the newer company on the block but what is it like to as far as uh you know maintaining some sort of peace with some of the other uh guys who promote gals who promote uh in in the state and in the midwest has everything kind of been kind of cool as far as uh dealing with uh people uh, who promote uh wrestling as well as yourself yeah, I mean, for for the most part, I mean, there's uh, we work with Steel Domain and we work with some other po- promoters here in the Twin Cities. But there's a there's a handful of you know other promotions that are here in the Twin Cities that I've haven't been fortunate enough to meet yet or meet the owners or whatnot, and try to be cordial with everyone. But you know, just like with everything, there's there's people that don't like what you're doing and don't support you and think that they can do it better and you know, have the belief that you shouldn't be doing it. But, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But we, at the end of the day, we want to get along with everyone and work with everyone. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work that way. So we just continue to, to uh, you know, move along and put on great shows and continue to get, you know, booked. Mm-hmm. And you guys bring have been bringing in some great, great talent. I mean, you had, like I said, you've had the legends come in, and, and you have some legends lined up for for shows uh, here in the next coming months. But uh, man, I I just enjoy uh, seeing you know, like you 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 had brought out uh, oh, it was at a show maybe last year. You had Adnan L. Casey there, and uh, and there was a picture online of Adnan. Uh, Talking with Eddie Sharkey, which brought back memories of the old, you know, the the, the pro wrestling America days. Uh, you know, you know stuff like that. I mean, you're able to kind of uh, with the, with having these you know, older, you know, veterans. You're able to make these connections, guys who hadn't seen each other in years. But also, you're providing an asset for some of the younger kids on the roster as well. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Adnan has been great as well. I uh, became friends with. Uh, his late son, uh, Khalil, um, during my time at Women and Nations. And, you know, he had told me that his dad was um, was Adnan. And the funny story is that his other son uh, went to college up in Ely at Vermilion. And during that time, he had actually worked for my mother at the uh, uh, local grocery store. My mother ran a local grocery store up in Ely for many years. And I never knew that that was Adnan's son. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I built a, a friendship with Adnan and his kids and I actually went to Hawaii for the first time last year and got to meet up with Adnan at his place over there in Honolulu and shared some stories. And when he reached out in uh, 20, 2019 to fly in for the second one, um, you know, we became friends since then. And all these legends that we're bringing in, um, you know, a lot of them have been word of mouth from, you know, someone that we've worked with, they've, you know, told their friends, uh, you know, who we were, and then they reach out and mm-hmm. offer their services, and, you know, if it works out, we bring them in, and it just, it's kind of funny, I, uh, 
I'm doing a show on Father's Day on Lake Minnetonka at the Back Channel Brewery. We're bringing in uh, Baron Von Rashke. Well, a couple uh, couple of days after we announced that show, I got a call from Larry Zabisco, who was living down in Tampa, and he got my information from another wrestling promoter that I worked with uh, from Tampa that came up on my show in February. And uh, Larry called me up and said, I haven't been in Minnesota in about 20 years. I'd, you know, I'd really like to come up and come to Minnesota and, and see some old friends. And if you'd have me, I'll, I'll be on the show. So Larry Zabisco, the last AWA champion, is coming uh, Father's Day, June 19th. Oh man, that's a great. Uh, that's another great ad. I mean, again, you're uh, also uh, acknowledging uh, the the great rich history of uh, pro wrestling in Minnesota when you bring in guys like Larry Zabisco uh, or Adnan or, or you know, if you're Greg Gagne's the Jim Brunzels. Uh, I mean, that's some great stuff to keep an eye on the past. But your your eye on the future too was very impressive, and the fact that you were able to bring in uh, Nick Aldis for an NWA uh, title match was very very impressive because not. Not every promotion around the country can, can can get something like that. A talent like a Nick Aldis under the banner of the National Wrestling Alliance. Talk about a little bit about how that all came together. Uh, with did you meet up or did you have a representative talk with Billy Corgan? What, how how did uh, Nick Aldis uh, make his way for a, a big event? I do believe was that uh, in Stillwater. Yeah, that was last summer at the uh, Lethbridge Bash in Stillwater. Um, originally scheduled to appear on that event was. Mark Henry, Kelly Kelly, and Eric Rowan, who's another local wrestler who made it big. Um, uh, Eric called me up and said, you know, he couldn't make the show because he got offered to do uh, filming for a, a TV show. Or uh, Yes, it's a TV show. It's uh, um, the mayor of Kingstown. It's on uh, Amazon right now. So he had to pull out for the show because, you know, he couldn't pass that up. So I was going to the drawing board thinking, well, who could we replace? Well, then, you know, was having lunch with Ken Anderson, and he said, uh, hold on a second. And I didn't know what he was doing. Uh, and he made a phone call, and Ken Anderson, working, you know, for the NWA last year at that time, uh, made a friendship with Nick Aldis, and he put me on the line with Nick Aldis, and me and Nick chatted, and we were able to have uh, Nick Aldis against Stefan Bonner for the NWA title. That is just so so impressive. And uh, do you, do you see uh, any other uh, like down the road working with the National Wrestling Alliance? I know that Matt Cardona is kind of is the present title holder, and he's a guy that's been making. I mean, you talk about a guy who uh, took a, a you know his release from the WWE. He took that and kind of harnessed what he was doing, and he has been doing so many things along the the independents, including having the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Title. He would be one of those guys that would probably be one of those hot, hot ticket items as far as the indies go for 2022. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, as far as what <laughs> kind of put me on the spot there is kind of working with the uh, uh, <laughs> the NWA. Um, as of right now, I'm not at liberty to say, but uh. I will say um, you should check out the uh, Midwest All-Star uh, Wrestling Facebook page for future updates this summer. You might... Uh, see some shockers and surprises of who we have lined up that's coming oh i i cannot wait and uh you guys down there in the twin cities uh you guys have did something pretty significant with ring of honor uh leaving the sinclair broadcasting networks opportunity kind of came your way talk about landing your your, your weekly wrestling show on on a network and and be, and be able to bring that wrestling out and to attract more eyes and more butts to those seats with those shows 
Yeah, I um, so back in February we brought on the uh, the legendary Mick Karch. Oh yeah, who had a TV show back in the day called uh, Saturday Night at Ringside. Um, Mick is our play-by-play announcer for all of our pay-per-view shows, um, which are on Fight TV. Um, after our show in February, I got a call from Tom Burke, uh, the general manager of the CW in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And we got to chatting, and he worked with Mick uh, back in the day, and he called me up and said, I have a unique opportunity for you. He said, Ring of Honor is leaving the CW in April, and we want to keep the history of Minnesota wrestling going. Um, we want to offer you the Ring of Honor spot. And, you know, at first I said, well, you know, I had so many, so many, uh, so many things in the fire, you know, you know working for, for women and nations and, mm-hmm. you know, being a husband and a father. And I also own a mixed martial arts company. I just, I, I was just a little overwhelmed. And, you know, I said, I, you know, I need some time to think about it. Well, I thought about it for a while and I said, yeah, you know what, let's keep it going and did the deal with Sinclair Broadcasting. So, Saturday nights at 11, we're producing MAW Warriors. Uh, right now, um, we are showing archive um, shows that we've already, you know, done in the past. Uh, but beginning May 15th, we will have our first um, episode taping at the Academy School of Professional Wrestling at the Element Gym in St. Paul. And then going forward, every Every month, we are going to do a free TV taping um, at the Element Gym for fans that want to come in and be a part of the Warriors TV show. That um, you're only going to be able to see those matches on Warriors. You won't be able to see them anyplace else. So it it won't be how it is now, where you know I saw this match at MAW back in January, and now I'm watching it on TV. It's going to be a whole different whole different series mm-hmm. now now for the show itself uh for those outside of the uh the twin cities is there any uh, possibilities down the line to uh have an uh, an accompaniment on an, on a youtube page or whatever uh streaming site uh, eventually yep yep we're working on that now we have our uh it's called maw live is our YouTube, youtube page right now where you can see all of our shows that we've done throughout the years and um, as soon as we get through these first couple of months with the, the CW and fulfill our obligations with them, we're going to start a new uh, YouTube page where you can tune in and see the MAW Warriors series. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to bring uh, the Grizzle vet Mike McCurdy into the conversation. He has a few questions for David Amatreno, our uh, special guest from Midwest All-Star Wrestling. Mike. Yes, I'd like, <clears throat> excuse me. I'd like to ask a little bit about kind of the formation and the growth of the company. Uh, you said 2018 is when you started. And of course, you know, just a couple of years after that, unfortunately the world, as we know, it shut down for a good portion of time with the COVID-19 pandemic and a lot of independent professional wrestling groups had to, you know, make some changes and kind of op- change their business structure a little bit to be able to continue to operate shows during that time. Uh, as a new company, just starting, you know, what were you having to do, to kind of keep momentum going and keep the company going during the uh, beginning of the pandemic here? Um, yeah, that was a, that was a rough time. We, uh, we went to the drawing board, you know, when a lot of our handful of our shows got canceled, like everyone else's and just thought, you know, what, what can we do to keep the fans engaged? What can we do to keep our, our, uh, sponsors interested? And, you know, it was, uh, getting a whole new production team and a whole new commentator 
rotating team and, and uh, reformatting some videos and adding some different special effects and graphics to things that you didn't previously see. And another thing I sat on for a long time um, was the MAW trading cards. I finally pulled the trigger on that and uh, started working on that. And we're on series two now where you can, you can get uh, trading cards at MAW shows and have your favorite superstar sign them and start collecting. And I, at that time, like I said, it was just a thought of different ideas I had in my head to, you know, keep, keep the fans engaged and do something different and something that other people aren't doing. But once I released these within a matter of two days, I went through 300 set of cards because I didn't, I didn't understand the, there was a whole um, trading card community out there and, I made a post on our Twitter account one day and just, I was flooded with orders. So it's little things like that. We, we tried to keep, you know, keep the fans engaged. And then also during the pandemic, at least, you know, once a month or sometimes twice a month, I'd call our sponsors and check in on them and see if I needed to, you know, do anything for them or push their product or just anything that I could do, you know, to keep the, you know, momentum of, MAW going. Now let's talk about the fan base for a minute. You know, you said that, you know, your experience with wrestling was limited at the time when you started. And, uh, and obviously, you know, pro wrestling fans, are some of the most diehard, you know, very you know, loyal people out there. You know, what were some of the things that you found out when you were first starting, like as far as building the fan base and what were fans reaction to, uh, you know, the new products? Um, well, our fan base, you know, is, is very family oriented. Um, we've we've done you know family shows. We kind of dipped our show, our toes in in twenty one plus shows and looked at different talent that you know people haven't heard of or talent that people like. And it's just a lot of uh, a lot of trial and error. When I came on, it was it was uh, you know just the hopes of you know people purchasing a ticket and watching us and it took a lot of work to, to build the fan base from what we had back then to where, where we had now. But a lot of it for me um, was just interacting with venue owners and talking to some fans and, you know, seeing, you know, what type of matches they like, or well, who's your favorite wrestler, or, you know, who do you think should do this and who should do that. And just listening to the fans and, and giving them what they want uh, really worked for us. Now, Glenn mentioned to you, you know, that I'm here in the uh, Texas area, uh, Fort Worth to be specific, and we have a multitude of independent groups in the area. And I'm not sure what the independent scene is like there, but what do you do to kind of make your product unique to something that's a an MAW stamp that when people see it, they know that's your group, that's your match, that's your that's your star. Yeah. What? So what we did. Um... Well, what we did start doing um, this past November um, at our Grand Slam is we incorporated more women's wrestling. Um, and you're down there in Texas, and we use a lot of female talent from Texas, from the Mission Pro Wrestling down there. Um, we have a lot of male talent from Texas. So we, we incorporated more um, female wrestling because, again, talking to the fans, that's what they'd like to see up here, um, you know, and just – um, you know, asking, asking the fans, you know, what, what sets us apart from anyone else. And a lot of feedback that I've got is, you know, our opening segment of really embracing our native American culture. I mean, if, 
as soon as that drum opens at the show, um, um, you know you're at an MAW event. Um, the iconic MAW feather on the, the logo um, and just, you know, everything about MAW is just unique in itself. I mean, we our big shows, we have Native Americans open up with the drum group and we'll always try to have a female match and different stars from across the U.S. So we always try to give everyone a, a unique opportunity. Now, who are some of the Texas uh, talent that you've had on your shows? Because I know a lot of the the guys and girls around here, they do travel like Arkansas and Louisiana, and they travel all over. I mean, for some of them, this is, you know, their livelihood. Yeah, so right now uh, we use Khan, who is in Ring of Honor. Um, he's based out of San Antonio. Um, <clears throat> we're using, um, um, oh, I forgot her name, I should, uh, Maddie Renkowski. We've used Maddie Renkowski. Uh, Mark Henry's been on a show. We're looking at um, we're looking at uh, Kylan King. Uh, just you know, uh, Holly Dead. Uh, she's another big one. Um, looking at bringing in Thunder Rosa here in the future. So just everyone that you know the fans are interested in. I always try to reach out and see if they're available. I've worked a lot of shows with Thunder Rose and all that. She's a wonderful person. So if you get a chance to get her on one of your shows, man, you're going to get a top-notch talent. She's going to put her all into uh, anything she does there. So she'd be a great guest. Oh, perfect, perfect. Now, you mentioned, you know, some of your talent has gone on, you know, there in AEW, uh, Dante Martin, who, you know, sometimes you can't turn on, you know, AEW without seeing a Dante Martin match. Uh, Julia Hart, you know, how is it, how is it feeling, you know, promoter or not, these accounts that debuted with you and now they've moved up to, you know, the national stage. They're on AEW. Uh, maybe there's been a WWE dark spot or something because, you know, they use over them. How does that feel for you as a promoter when people that debuted with you and got their start, you get to see them on national television with uh, one of the top two companies? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting. It's, uh, you know, kind of surreal. I mean, when, when we had Dante on at the time and his brother Darius, they were on Hell Dorado and Airwolf and Airwolf was really hot during that time. When I first came on, he was, you know, on the scene and fortunate enough to, to work with Dante um, at our very first casino show at the Danbury casino that kind of put us on the map um, right after the grand slam. So I always, I always reminisce about that time when it was just, uh, Dante and I and uh, another wrestler that were up there for a meet and greet. And, you know, at that time, we, unfortunately, we only had 10 fans show up. So I still think about that from that, from that little Danbury casino to where he is now. It's, it's very exciting to see. Now, as far as, you know, Minnesota wrestling, we all know the AWA and you mentioned you've got Larry Zabisco coming in and what do you do to like, you know, kind of, showcase you know or maybe not showcase but kind of your connection with the awa and kind of keep it because you got to keep the history alive and a lot of indie groups around here they will you know do things to kind of shine a spotlight on the world-class territory you know do you do that there do you try to like give awa their spot still in the history book and what kind of things do you do to you know keep the minnesota wrestling tradition yeah so i mean like i said when i first did that uh you know i did that um lunch date that you were with uh, road warrior animal at that time it was kind of like you know i knew the road warriors from wwf you know i didn't really you know i didn't really put all of the um 
all of the uh, AWA factors in together until all, you know, all of them were reaching out, like, you know, Wayne Bloom and Barry, Bar- Der- Barry Darso and then Adnan and Ken Resnick and Paul Ellering. And um, anytime I go to a show or I'm meeting with a potential new venue um, and they ask me about, you know, can we get a legend appearance? very first people I ever put over is Minnesota, the AWA wrestlers. You know, I'll give them a list of names of who's available and who's still going on, or they'll ask me for someone. And if I've never heard of them, I'll have to quickly, you know, Google and see what I can do. But I always try to give our older generation um, the first chance because that's just, in my culture, a Native American, you being a Native American, you always put your elders first, and and those are the values that I was brought up with, and that's kind of how I look at it even to this day in this business is I give the elders the choice first, and if they're not available, then I'll go on to the, to the newer generation. And, you know, unfortunately, as time goes on, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the elders or older generation that venue owners ask me about um, – you know, they, they're not here anymore or they're unable to, you know, come out to a show. Now, you've got a calendar of events coming up. You said you've got 15 shows you haven't even announced yet. You know, as a promoter, what are – who are some of the names, the talent you want to bring in from the indie scene? Who's that, that dream match you want to get right now? Because right now there's a lot of independent stars that are just, you know, they're hot and everybody's, like, clamoring for them. Yeah, um, man, the, like I said, I can't, uh, I can't deny or confirm, but I, you know, I'd love to have, you know, Matt Cordona on a card. I'd love to have uh, uh, Penta on a card. I'd love to have, uh, you know, uh, Scorpio Sky. A lot of uh, the, the female talent: Thunder Rosa, Nyla, Nyla Jax, Nyla Rose, um, Ruby Soho. I'd love to. I'd love to bring. Julia Hart back, you know, back to MAW where she started. Um, there's just, you know, a handful of new people I'd love to bring in, and there's also a handful of uh, AWA guys I'm working on. I, I'm actually working on a show right now where I'm looking into bringing in the uh, South African mercenary, Colonel De Beers, along with uh, <laughs> Boris Zukov. Um, they've reached out, and they want to come in. Um, you know, one-man gang, uh, um uh, June 18th at the uh, Cottage Grove Strawberry Fest. It's a free festival for the town celebration. We're bringing in uh, Tony Atlas, who wrestled for AWA, WWE Hall of Famer. And then the very next day, you get to see Baron Von Raschke and, um, you know, Larry Zabisco. And then we're also working on a show where we're going to bring in the High Flyers. And it's a... Uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting time, you know, right now in wrestling. And and last last month, back in uh, April 11th, we crowned our first MAW Women's Champion. That title was was uh, given to the winner by Medusa. So Medusa came up, and she was there with Eddie Sharkey, and that was a that was a big momentous history making event for us. And there's just so many people out there in the past, and now coming up through the ranks that we we'd love to have and. You know, can't have everyone, but I wish we could. And, um, yeah, I just, I'd love to have them all. 
Well, I got to say, uh, from a historian perspective, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, the effort you put into keeping, you know, the Minnesota wrestling history alive because without, you know, the promoters and the independent groups that are kind of showcasing the history, it's going to die. And I'm glad to see that, you know, it's still alive and well going on there. But I'm going to pass the mic back over to Glenn. I'm sure he's got a few more questions. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Here, I have plenty to talk about as we uh, get into our final segment here on Wrestling Memories. Then and now we're talking with David Amatreno of Midwest All-Star Wrestling. And you talk about uh, guys that are on the wish list. You were mentioning a few of these names that could be uh, coming to a MAW ring near you. Uh, a couple of guys I think that are really good is, uh, and you might, I don't know if you've had them on shows yet, are um, in the Impact Pro Wrestling promotion, which is got a, it's 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 not quite uh, drawing the big numbers as far as ratings go, but they do have some interesting talent. Is uh, this Speedball Mike Bailey guy, uh, gentlemen? He is one hell of a, of a wrestler. He's constant motion, and Ace Austin. These are two guys uh, that I think would 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 light up a show if the uh, you know if you're able to to book them because. These guys got got it as far as like the the moves, the spots, and and, and the way they interact with the crowd. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. And um, you know we've we've used talent from Impact. We've used Lady Frost. She was on our show back in February. And next week, um, former Impact superstar Rachel Ellering, the daughter of Paul Ellering, will be making her MAW debut on May 14th down in Fairbolt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, <laughs> again, you mentioned Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, all I can say is check out the MAW Facebook page for future <laughs> updates. <laughs> I'm continuing to get these teases out here. and just Oh, man, you're piquing my interest, and I know there's probably uh, some listeners out there that are definitely uh, getting a, a little a bit of excitement uh, generated here. Uh, what would you like to see this company go as far as long-term goals uh, for MAW? Because you guys are moving, obviously, in the right direction, you and your crew. You're putting on these wonderful shows. You're, 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 the outreach to the communities are, are wonderful. The Native communities are very good. But what do you see long game for, for Midwest All-Star Wrestling? Yeah, like I, like I said, uh, I've been asked that question a million times. And like I said, when I first came on, I didn't know. Um, but I can, I can truly say now my vision and my goal for MAW is I'd like to, you know, someday pass it down to my three kids and have them keep going with it. Um, but ultimately, my goal right now for us is just to continue to put on great matches, continue to keep Minnesota wrestling going, um, continue to, to build lasting and working relationships with the venues that we have now, um, continue to uh, build great, successful impacts with our sponsors and make sure they're taken care of and... Um, I'm all about helping everyone, and I, I, I'm very grateful for everyone that's ever invested a penny in MAW or helped me with something or gave me a lead, um, and I just want to return the favor to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to you know, give all the fans the best experience possible for, for whether it's a dollar or it's $20 for, you know, for a show that, um, you know, that they come to. Mm-hmm. And well, we got a little bit of time left. But I want you, we, we, you tease a little bit about some of the upcoming shows. You just mentioned an event featuring Rachel Ellering. Could you tell us about some of the stuff that has been announced and uh, a few of the dates and a few of the places that Midwest All Star Wrestling will be heading in the not too distant future here in the month of May and even peek into the June mo- and summer months. 
Yeah, so right now what's been announced is next weekend we're down in Fairbolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the debut of Rachel Eller and she'll be in action. We also have um, WWE Hall of Famer Cowboy Bob Orton will be there signing autographs and taking pictures. And he'll actually be getting into the ring um, with another fellow AWA legend by the name of Wild Bill Irwin, oh, who wow. was the goon in WWF. He'll be at the show next weekend. Uh, that's next Saturday, May 14th, down at the Fairbolt American Legion. And then after that, we take a break for a little bit, and we start our summer show. Um, we start off June 11th at the Lift Bridge Brewery in uh, New Richmond, Wisconsin, which is the new brewery they opened this past year. Um, we got WWE legend um, Lex Luger will be there for a meet and greet. Oh, wow. Uh, the total package. That is so, that, that's bringing me back to my childhood. Yeah, total package. Lex Luger will be there for a three-hour meet and greet. Um, Lainey Luck, who is the first ever uh, MAW women's champion, will defend the title against Holly Dead, who's the Mission Pro Texas uh, women's champion. So that's going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following week, June 18th, we're in Cottage Grove at the Strawberry Fest, and we'll have uh, WWE Hall of Famer Tony Atlas will be there. Uh, the very next day, June 19th, is at the Back Channel Brewing with Baron Von Raschke. Um, they're actually doing a, uh, an official beer release for the Baron called oh. the Citrus Claw. Um, that will be debuting on Father's Day, and that's a free event as well. Mm-hmm. Larry Zabisco will be at that event. Um, we go the following weekend, we go up to Wadena, Minnesota, to the Wadena County Fair on June 25th. Um, then we get into July. We haven't announced it yet, but I can, I can say it here. We're going, we're going back July 9th to Isle, Minnesota for Isle Days. And then July 15th, we're at Lake of the Woods. And then the very next day, uh, the very next day, we're over in Danbury, Wisconsin with two-time WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash at the St. Croix Casino Danbury. Um, like I said, that's the first casino that ever gave MAW a try and I'm very grateful to them and I will always hold them in a high regard because they didn't have to give us a second shot mm-hmm. after the first one. So I have much respect for the St. Croix band of Chippewas. Mm-hmm. So uh, where can the fans go? We're gonna, uh, we've, we've talked about it off and on, but where can the fans go to check out information about Midwest All-Star Wrestling in regards to these events that they want to go check them out this summer? As, and also to check out just uh, what you guys are all about clip-wise. Where, where can a person go for all things Midwest All-Star Wrestling? Yeah, Facebook. If you go to our Facebook page, which is Midwest All-Star Wrestling, you can see all of our daily updates, all of our events that have been posted, all exciting and new things that are coming. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at MAW All-Star. We're on Instagram at M underscore A All-Star. And then also go to our YouTube page, which is MAW Live. Okay, so we got them all. Oh, I, I almost forgot about this one. I have to uh, commend you guys for uh, taking a risk that, that paid off. It was back uh, last fall. Uh, last November, AEW came into town for Rampage and a pay-per-view. <laughs> you guys, at the same time, put on this show, and you guys uh, you guys weren't skimping. You guys brought out some really uh, great guns. I, I think it was Kurt Angle was there. You guys did this, 
and the whole thing was a lot of people were were wondering what's going to happen to MAW show. You know, we've got the AEW pay per view, all of this and that. But it turns out the state and the Twin Cities area was uh, had enough pro wrestling fans to fill up that Target Center, but also for you guys to have one hell of a show as well. Talk about how you pulled that off, because man. That is pretty ballsy considering that uh, a company like an AEW who is just breaking in to uh, the Twin Cities market. But for you guys to be able to have a show and to be quite successful, I might add, at it, that's another big tip of, of the heck, the cap. Talk about, I mean, what 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 got into you guys uh, to do to get this thing booked and how did it feel to, to come out uh, the way you guys did? Yeah, so that's that's an interesting story. So. That was actually, that was the fundraiser I'm talking about, the Grand Slam that benefits the, uh, uh-huh. the women's shelter that I work for. So that was a uh, rescheduled from when the pandemic started. Sure. Um, the Grand Slam 3, you know, obviously with everything else got canceled because of the pandemic. Well, then we rescheduled and then it hit again. So we had to reschedule and then they rescheduled till November 13th. And this was... This date was scheduled way before AEW even uh-huh. thought about the Target Center. So, you know, uh, they, everything was taken care of. And uh, remember, at that time, we're already two years into this event where um, the shelter has already already put a lot of money into this sure. as far as bringing in WWE legend and Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. So they're sitting on these funds for two years. Um, we finally got the date locked down, and they said, okay, this is the date. We're not changing it um, unless, you know, we're not able to hold it. This is the date, November 13th. And I said, okay, time goes on, time goes on. Then all of a sudden, it's announced AEW on November 13th. And my my jaw just hit the ground because I knew what I was up against. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, to, I went to my executive director, told her that, and I kid you not, she... She's not a wrestling fan. She doesn't know anything about wrestling other than when it benefits the shelter when we do our fundraiser. She looked at me and started laughing, and she said, are you really asking us to move our fundraiser um, for what is going on in Minneapolis at the Target Center? Are you really asking me that right now? And I said, yeah, I am. And she said, she said no, we, we are not moving our fundraiser just because the Target Center has is having a pro wrestling event. Whatever happens at the Target Center has no bearing on our shelter. And I said, okay, you know, I got to respect that. She's my boss. So sure. I said, okay, November 13th, we're doing it. So we stayed with November 13th, and that whole time um, I, I was just a nervous wreck. But uh, she pulled me up again a couple of days, She and she gave me some inspirational words that I'll never forget. She said, if you don't believe in your product, nobody's going to it doesn't matter who's in town if you don't believe that we are going to be successful tell me now and we will just cut our losses and i said no we'll be successful i just need to not worry about anyone else and do my own thing so we did that november 13th tartan high school in oakdale we ended up having 1424 tickets sold for the event and we raised forty thousand dollars for the shelter. That is awesome. I mean, and you also factor in because I was down there, but I had to take my mom to uh, the big George Strait concert at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Yep. So that was another sold-out <laughs> event. But I mean, amidst all of this big action, you guys, you guys pulled it off. That was I have to again commend you guys 
for not canceling and, and just going, staying in the course and, and ending up, uh, you know, reaping the rewards from it. Yep, yep. 14, uh, 1,400 people came through that door. $40,000 was raised for the shelter, which was, you know, much needed. We were able to finish our playground and put in uh, new washers and dryers for the residents. So it was, it was, it was, a, it was a huge event. And we announced the uh, fourth one, which is going to be uh, November 5th. Now we don't have a, we don't have a venue um, to announce yet because a couple of venues that we're looking at, they're kind of in a, in a bidding war right now. It's, it's kind of funny how it was started, you know, first one we were scrambling around looking for someone to host us and now we have different venues willing we want it here no we want it here and we'll pay you this we'll pay you that so there's kind of a bidding war going on now and hopefully by next month we'll be able to give a an exact location of of where it's going to be held just another reason to follow midwest all-star wrestling on facebook for more updates and I do want to thank you, David, for uh, stopping and finally being able to chat with you. You're such a busy guy. It's nice to be able to uh, get to know a little bit more about you and your company. And maybe one of these days uh, you may be getting a little bit closer, maybe a Monoman, maybe a Thief River or a Grand Forks, North Dakota. I'm just putting names out there. I just hope one day I'll be able to check out one of your great shows because from what I've been seeing, the pictures online, the posts, all the articles, it's been nothing but positive and there's been some great, great stuff out of there so i'm feeling a little envious that i haven't been able to check them out just yet yeah yeah and like i said check out our facebook page for upcoming events that haven't been announced yet we have uh shows uh to announce all the way to the end of 2022 um there's a show every month or every weekend uh starting june 1st sometimes like i said we got four or five shows a month so you'll always be able to um, see an MAW event or tune in Saturday nights for MAW Warriors. All right, David Amitrano. Thank you for uh, stopping by, my friend. You're always welcome to come back. If there's a big event you want to uh, promote, uh, consider Wrestling Memories uh, door wide open for you to do such stuff. Thank you. I appreciate that. This has been Wrestling Memories. I'm Glenn Broggett.